you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the hard, cold truth. We're sitting at 80 and we gotta get to 53. And it's a bitch, man. And it's the worst part of this fucking job. The blood, the sweat, the tears, the devotion, everything that you've put into it, you got my respect. You got all my respect. I'd do anything I could for you, man. And I wish I could fucking keep you. We all do. But it's just not how it works. the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio. It's the Hard Knocks Podcast presented by Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hanses. I'm joined in studio by the legendary, the tiny box to my tugboat. Still not sure about that. (laughs) Hello. What's up? You know, we have one more episode after today. Right. So so I could could pivot off that. Okay. Like it. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about episode four of hard knocks, but I also feel like we kind of went through, you feel that nervous energy pulsating through lions, their facility coming through your screen, watching it. It's, it's gotten tense oh, now. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. This doesn't get any better than this. My God. Well, well I mean, Dan, <laughs> I wouldn't say that that would be. That's a pivot quite... from what you were just saying, Dan, <laughs> like, I mean, the anxiety, it's kind of palpable this time of year. It feels like a lot of the coaches are in their feelings. People are emotional, you know? It's a roller coaster, truly. Yeah. (laughs) See, people are emotional. Um, I think that was the big takeaway of this episode to me, that Dan Campbell, and we've been talking about Campbell in a positive light, you know, just like so many other people throughout this Series. Not good enough. I do. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, Not good enough. I think Dan Campbell um, is enough. Is enough, and I think he. You. You see how much he cares, and mm-hmm. you know we we parachute in through this show for training camp, but Dan Campbell has been and his coaching staff have been with these players since the beginning of the off season program in the spring, and you could tell based on what we've seen. Um, through these episodes that they've gotten to know them on a personal level. And you could say that about past hard knocks, hard knock seasons, but I just feel like 
this season and this team in particular feels like a tight unit. So when it's time to say goodbye to players, it ain't easy. It's always hard to say goodbye. I mean, boys to men, they have a whole song about it. But I think that Philadelphia. spending that's yeah. Did you know that mm-hmm. I'm from there? Um, yeah. I think the way that this coaching staff treats and teaches the players, it it's a very warm, connected type group. And you can tell that they get along, they joke, they spend so much time together that I imagine it would be difficult to say goodbye to them because of those connections and bonds that they form. And of course, all of these coaches are rooting for the players that they've spent all of this time with. So then for them to try and get every ounce out of these players and then have to cut them, that's got to be really difficult. That's not a conversation I would want to have. I've only, I've fired one person, well, two people in my life, and it's been terrible. Let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's definitely an emotional time. Yeah, and you see it. There were moments when Dan Campbell is looking at the wall in his office and it has all the, you know, the entire roster, and that's kind of what they use to evaluate and decide who stays and who's, who goes. And knowing how amped up he is, knowing his personality, knowing how much he cares, I kept waiting for him to ball his hand up in a <laughs> fist and punch through the wall. Bloody knuckles! Because he's so upset and mad that he has to tell these kids, essentially, that their football dreams are over, at least with uh, the Lions. And I thought there was a really a moment that stood out for me was Khalil Pimpleton. Now, we know, as people that cover the league, that Khalil Pimpleton did not make the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in the show, they haven't gotten to that yet. But what we did get was the third and final preseason game where Pimpleton, who's getting extensive, a, a, a good look, which means the team was still evaluating him. There's mm-hmm. been hard knock seasons where they cover an underdog, quote unquote, and he doesn't get off the bench. And you know he's cooked because he's not even getting a chance to show that he can play. Pimpleton gets some run, drops a fourth and goal pass uh, at the goal line that would have went from a, for a touchdown from David Blau. And they cut to Dan Campbell on the sideline. And again, we never know, is Campbell saying this into his headset? Mm-hmm. Is he speaking to himself? Uh, maybe a little bit of both. This is what he said uh, after the Pimpleton drop. Listen, all you can do is give them a chance to make a play. And either they do or they don't. At least we know now. Oof. That's like a dad kind of when you get in trouble and is like, you know, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just disappointed. It's like, we, we right. know we know what you are and, and that's it. And one of the things that stood out to me, too, about Campbell looking at his wall of cuts was when I don't think he has any nails left because he was biting his nails so hard in one of those scenes. Like, I can't imagine the anguish that he goes through. And poor Pimpleton, he had a whole scene with a magician. It was fun. They were laughing. Uh, He was learning to maybe juggle knives. We never got to that point, did we? No, I think it was clarified that he it was a bit by it was like jugglers bits. Like that's juggler comedy. Gullible Colleen is here. Thought that (laughs) Pimpleton was going to be juggling knives. That's fine. But, you know, you can't you can't drop a perfect throw like that in the end zone. So poor Pimpleton. No. Yeah. And the dies cast when the coach says all you can do is give him the chance. And if they don't get it done, that's it. And his evaluation is over at that Mm -hmm. point, unfortunately. And then you have someone like Craig Reynolds, uh, the running back who is on his fourth team in four years. We've learned One thing we didn't talk about last week was the really sad and emotional story of his big brother, Mm -hmm. who they obviously have a very close relationship. Uh, The brother is in prison um, for a series of crimes. They don't really get into exactly, but 
you sh- you see the conversation, the FaceTime conversation between them, and you see how close they are, and you see the father um, uh, also in this episode. So you start to get invested in the story. The team loves Craig Reynolds. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a gutsy type player, and uh, there's a moment in a coaches meeting when again they're trying to evaluate. They got to get from 80 to 53, and I think this is really interesting how this portion of the meeting went. Let's listen in. And here's the thing, as it pertains to this game too, by the way, do we not know what Craig is? Yes. That's why we only not going to see him. And we all love Craig, but it's we're not going to find anything else out about Craig that we don't already know. Would we be sick to our stomach if we lost him? I wouldn't cut him. Dude, was that Deuce or who said that? I don't know if it was whoever it was. Might have been Fraley. Right. I think you're right. The offensive line coach. That pregnant pause. It was pause. an offensive assistant. I'm not sure. Oh, oh okay. That's why I couldn't Thank recognize the voice. Okay. So the pregnant pause was cringy. Endless. Oh, my God. It was so long. Thank God to the brave coach who finally stood up for Craig because then everyone was like, well, I don't know what it would do to this team. And you'd have a bunch of offensive linemen coming and knocking on your door if you cut him. I'm thinking about the team now, exactly. too. Our offense, what he brings with those linemen, that, I mean, that relationship. What do those guys up front think about him? They just know Reynolds, like protection, all that stuff. They love him. You get rid of Craig if you want to. Now, you, you might have some linemen coming out on the door just to talk. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he is one of the most well-received, well-liked guys on the team. And those glue guys are super important. And, you know, you were talking about, Dan, the last episode with Craig Reynolds and when he had the conversation with his brother. And, and it that really stuck with me because – his brother has been in prison since Craig was in sixth grade. So since he was 12 years old, he never saw him play. And the one line that hasn't left me was Craig saying that he's a role model still. He just shows me what not to do. And it was just seeing his dad there. I just, I'm rooting so hard and I'm so invested in Craig Reynolds. I And, and also he had some funny lines in the show as well. Like there was the... <laughs> The heartstring <laughs> pulls that I also got, but then there was also a little bit of a mishap with something that shouldn't have gone somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I put icy out on my nuts on accident, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> so he's been through a lot. Do you? I mean, do you have a lot of uh, icy hot experience in your life? Um, no, not not too many. I've actually never used icy hot. I just threw my uh, my fi across the room. <laughs> but oh, you've never used icy hot. It is not no. something. Well, not only have you not used Icy Hot, you don't have that part of anatomy. These are things that say they stay separated <laughs> at all costs. And once you have those football pants, we've heard the stories for years. Like mm-hmm. the offensive line was like, hey, man, it was the third quarter and we were taking the field. I had to go to the bathroom. But you know what? There was no going to a bathroom. Oh. Like there's no getting to the Icy Hot no. situation to clean it up and, and remove the burn, you gotta power the icy through. burn, I, tough sitch. I would imagine like the second worst would be maybe your eye. Um, <laughs> that would also not be a great place for Icy Hot <laughs> to go. But Craig Reynolds, got to love him. I hope he makes the team. Uh, and it sounds like the, the offensive line is going to uh, attack Dan Campbell. But I still got Dan Campbell if that ever happened. I still – I think Campbell – 
even with one butt and three toes, could mm -hmm. take out almost anyone that was coming for him. Well, he's sharpening his spear during every lunch hour. <laughs> exactly. So, of course. Um, what else did we take away from this episode, Colleen? I thought there were a couple, two debuts that we've been waiting for. Oh, my for. God. We have been, we, we've been sharpening our blades, waiting for the moment when Jared Goff finally <laughs> arrived to announce his presence as QB1 of the Detroit Lions. And at long last, it happened. Here's a little bit of uh, what we heard from Jared Goff. Who needs f***ing coaches, you know? No one. No one. <laughs> Sorry for swearing. Just holding you back. <laughs> They're sitting up there in the air conditioning, you know. What's that quote, the man in the arena? It's the doer of the deeds. That's right. The credit belongs to the man who is in the arena. That's right. Whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Not the coaches who are drinking coffee in the air conditioning right now. <laughs> Blau coming in hot with the quote. That was good. Actually, it made me think of our, our late great friend who this podcast studio is named after Chris Wessling. That's the type of stuff you'd be in casual conversation with Wes and then he'd, <laughs> totally. he'd quote scripture or some <laughs> book that he had read in sixth grade. Uh, but yes, it is the men in the arena who deserve the credit. And, and Goff then, you know, Liev Schreiber, who we're going to hear from kind of a little bit later, mm -hmm. then went into this, the subplots that we've been talking about on this show, that there is there's meat on the narrative boat around Goff and how, how important this season is for his career. So we didn't get much more behind beyond that, except for, of course, a visit uh, to meet some of the Detroit youth who are working on Jared Goff's clothing line? He has a clothing line. That's incredible. Who knew? Not me. And this is great news, I think, because he was wearing a hat from his clothing line, which was just a JG. Mm -hmm. And two things. The Gravedigger, our producer, that's merch you need to have. And even Connie Fox's husband, John Gonzalez. Hey, we got an anniversary coming up, and hey. I don't have a gift yet, so hey. he's getting some JG merch. And it's like, <laughs> and when he goes, what is this? Did you get this monitor? Is this made for me? He's like, no, it's from Jared Goff's clothing line. Yeah. I can't get enough of this reality that we live in. I also thought that the logos were interesting that they had. I didn't. I kind of liked don't be the. Mean. No, I liked There's the Detroit literally one. Children. The Detroit logo oh, was nice with the city skyline, and it was sort of like a sunset. I could get down with that. I like that one. I also really enjoyed the one kid who asked if he could be his best man in his wedding because Jared Goff's <laughs> engaged. Uh, something else I didn't know. So it's like when this season started, I wasn't totally sure if Jared Goff right. was even on the team because he just wasn't featured at all. And now I've learned so much in one episode. We still don't have proof that Dan Campbell – has ever spoken with him. We don't have any clarity on that. Right. You know, what's yeah. interesting. The first time we did hear from golf was in a players only practice. So connect the dots. Uh, interesting. Yourself. Yeah. I like that. And then we also, of course, and this, uh, this was immortalized in a quote as we watched this episode together uh, here at NFL network headquarters, <laughs> Colleen in a very excited state goes, this is the Ben Johnson episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it's not because it is. He's the one guy that also we have been waiting to see, and we've seen a lot of dudes. Who is Staley. Ben Johnson? Because a lot of people don't know, Colleen. Uh, he is the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. It is not Deuce Staley. We've seen a lot of Aaron Glenn. Deuce Staley would like you to think that mm -hmm. he's the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, but he is the assistant coach slash running backs coach, the OC, the man behind the magic that Jared Goff produces on the field is Benny Johnson, BJ. Yeah.
And there was some high praise for BJ from a few of the players, right, Graver? Where's Ben? He's a genius. A genius. Ben, Ben, you're a genius. (laughs) A genius. They love him. I legitimately, we followed this Ben Johnson journey since episode one. This feels like a really nice level of payoff. To see Ben not only get the, we see what he looks like. We hear his voice. we, We heard his voice. We heard someone compliment him on his job ability. Yeah. And we got to keep it on schedule. Way too many third and longs, guys. We don't have enough calls on this sheet to convert every third and long. Likeable guy who I guess is popular with the team feels like a kind of a disservice to Ben Johnson at this point. Do I have to ask it? Is it presumptuous to wonder if maybe we played a role in Ben getting this moment? Don't give me that power. <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> I know. You know. Hard knocks people listen to the show. Maybe they were like, you know, we hadn't thought about it. Mm-hmm. But then Dan and Colleen were talking about it. Ooh. Or Ben Johnson was like, I demand a spot on the show. I'm the offensive coordinator. And while we're on that subject, that that meeting, I think it was the opening scene of the show, it was just dripping with coaches that we had not seen yet. Like that place was filled Mm -hmm. and and we got some Brad Holmes for the first time. He has amazing eyelashes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That you were really taken by Brad Holmes's eyelashes (laughs) in a way that I couldn't imagine anyone being taken. I'm not like a guy that notices the eyelashes. Oh no. Okay. You were just talking about the coach's jeans or dad pants the whole time. Dan needs to go shopping apparently. (laughs) And he does, we don't know if it's athleisure. We don't know if it's denim. We don't know if it was slacks of some sort, but whatever the coaching staff was wearing on the sidelines, if you've already watched the episode, Go rewatch the preseason finale. <laughs> if you haven't seen the episode yet, thank you for listening without having yeah. seen the episode yet. When you get a chance to see it, then make sure you focus in on the cut of the pants that the coaching staff is wearing mm-hmm. against the Steelers. It's really it's a really nice masculine cut. It's yeah, it's a it's a fine cut. I didn't focus as much on the jeans as I did the eyelashes. Okay. But one thing that well, I did that's how notice we're different. during yeah. it is that's why yeah. we're doing the show together. Yes. It's great. We're the yin and the yang. During the meeting, I noticed that all of the coaches they had like spiral notebooks or marble notebooks. It was all hard copies. Nobody was on a computer. Everyone had a pen and a paper Grinders. or a pencil. That I thought was um, kind of an anomaly. I don't ever see – I don't even know if we have pens Let's and pencils talk about, in this building. Um, do we want to talk about the preseason game? It was a uh, – you know, they Tough got night. NFL Films got a lot of run out of the week two win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it closed, obviously, episode three. It opens episode four. They're really basking in that glory. We talked about it on episode three uh, recap that this team, it's – in spite of all the failures that are on the wall in giant font, they're trying to shake out the pants and mm-hmm. get that out of the bill. Again, they're trying to get that out of the pants. But they're shaking but they, it in the building, too. In the building, mm. and then it's on the wall. Listen, maybe with some things with Campbell, there's some mixed metaphors that get right. thrown out. They, I think what they need is just some sage. Let's right. sage the whole place. Right. So the preseason game of the, against the Steelers, again, the results to most people – uh, don't really matter. But it, the the Steelers had a big lead at halftime. Uh, they won. We did see a nice David Blau touchdown pass on mm-hmm. a, a Farvian kind of flip. 
So that was nice. And we also learned again in real world, but not necessarily in Hard Knocks world, that Tim Boyle was cut. So David Blau, Blau Hard Nation, rise up. It was looking a little bleak back in episode two. So this is nice that David Blau has a moment on this episode. He's now had a, a few different moments in the preseason, which is great because he got trashed in that game from the offensive line. Nobody was protecting him. He was getting hit left and right. It was a real tough sitch for Tim Boyle. And right away, Dan Campbell was like, mm, I've kind of seen enough at this point, so maybe we should try out some other options. What do you think about putting Blau in with the ones? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, I, yeah, I like the idea of Blau playing with the ones, but late in the game when and and we love the guy. Uh, Obina Eze is a turnstile out there, and he's a project, and we talked about this in episode three, that obviously he's a developmental player. But I made you think, like, if you've decided, and you have because we learned that Boyle's cut after this, that Blau's your number two quarterback. He is your guy that's leading your offense if something happens to Jared Goff. Do you really want him playing in the game at that point? And they were down by quite a few points. They, The NFL Films crew did such a good job of the drama, building it up, and watching the Lions do good, do bad, but like mostly score points. But then we realized that it was like maybe just a bunch of different angles, like the same, <laughs> <laughs> the same good plays. Because when they flashed the score, I was like, oh, right, that's right. I didn't remember right. this was such a blowout at one point. But... Yeah, I don't know why they kept Blau in for so long, especially at the end. You see him hobbling out of the stadium with a huge ice ice bag around his knee. He's kind of limping. He said to the trainer at one point, I, I felt something funny in my knee. Which you never want to hear. Never, in your knee especially. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, that was questionable to me for sure. Um all right, let's take a break, and then we'll get to the Liev Schreiber. Mm. I mean, how do you pronounce it? Because I say it different every time. How would you pronounce oh, it? Oh, honestly, this is one of those names that I try and never say, and I'm so glad that you have to say it, because I always say Liev, Liev Schreiber, Schreiber. But I don't know if that is actually true. After the break. Right. I think you just have to say it as fast as you can. Like, it's two it's syllables. Not even a hard, it's kind of a hard thing to say fast, Right. Too. Coming up next, Liev Schreiber, quote of the week. (laughs) Also, MVP. It's coming down to it now. Only one episode left left Mm -hmm. now. Uh, Vector voting style. Who is the 2022 Hard Knocks MVP? We'll get into that after the break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have... Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. 
you think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard. But All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, here we go. Welcome back. It's time. Now, this is a special, a very special edition of the Leif Schreiber quote of the week <laughs> because there were two, uh, and again, this is not just all Liev's brilliance. Mm-hmm. It's the writers, the producers of NFL films. Amazing writing. They we give love him it. this script, and it's, it's, it's gold. Mm-hmm. It's gold. So there were two great lines that Schreiber knocked out of the park. So why don't we play them both? And then we'll kind of decide which one we think should be the quote of the week. And of course, Liev couldn't be here today. Right. right. But our great friend, Jason Zumwalt, could. So here is Jason as Liev. We have two choices. What is the quote of the week? We're about to find out. If anyone needs the AC, it's Jared Goff. He's been hot all camp. He's so good at this, and he's still reading these cold, right? He cold. He does not hear the actual intonation, so that is impressive. Mm-hmm. Also, I just like anything with like uh, play that again, just because the I love smokiness anything. Well, to his voice. I, well, Jason obviously is killing it, but also just in general that it's about Jared Goff just <laughs> kind of makes it even better. The guy has a clothing line. If anyone needs the AC, it's Jared Goff. He's been hot. All camp. You know why I like it? Because I remember we've been covering this league long enough, Connie. I remember being at a Thursday night game at the old Coliseum against the Vikings. Uh, that was a Thursday night game. We yes, were all there. You were there too. And like Jared Goff was lighting up the Vikings. Uh-huh. And it was like, this dude is, is he in the MVP conversation? And ever since then, it's been a little bit of a afterthought. Sometimes the, uh, the object of jokes or derision. So the idea that he, that Liev Schreiber is saying that, it's just a nice little, you know, nice moment for Jared. It is. And and maybe maybe that, you know, I think the NFL Films crew definitely did him a solid there because yeah. we haven't seen how hot he has been all summer long. So I like that they are giving us that information. Right. They, they kept Jared <laughs> under lock and key yeah. for most of the season. All right, but that's just one. So that one was so good. Um, on many levels. Here is the other contender for Leif Shriver, quote of the week. All summer, Dan Campbell has preached the gospel of grit. Tonight, he'll see f**k all summer. (laughs) Hold on. I'm sorry. Can we please keep that in? Please, I beg you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't get a chance to listen to the the reads. By the way, I like the fact that that Liev Schreiber does that too. We've just never heard it. But Jason Zumwalt 
not, like the rest of us, not perfect. Chef's kiss. So good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> All summer. <laughs> All summer, Dan Campbell has preached the gospel of grit. Tonight, he'll discover who sees the light and who is a true believer. I'm sweating. I'm sweating now. I have to take off this hoodie. <laughs> okay. Be professional. Let's go. And that was good, too. <laughs> oh, my God. But... Hold on. <laughs> All right. What is your What is your pick for the quote I mean, of the week? It's not even close. It's the second one. I don't even know what take, but all of them. Please. Um, awesome. Uh, thank you, Jason. Um, all right. I don't even know where we were. That was wonderful. Uh, we have one more uh, Liev Schreiber quote of the week coming up. And mm-hmm. that, that makes me a little sad, actually, because there's only one episode left of Hard Knocks uh, next Tuesday. Let's move on to MVP voting. Okay. Now, we need to, like we said, it's vector voting. So it's it's weighted. First, second, third place vote. And at the end of the season, we're going to learn who is the Hard Knocks MVP. So what we're going to do here is we're going to share our votes. And then, Colleen, because you and I want to be kind of – we don't want to be affected on any level um, by what the standings are going into Episode 5. But that doesn't mean the listeners um, need to be treated at the same standard. So we're going to take our headsets off and let Justin Graver, our producer, let everyone else know where the standings will be going into Episode Mm 5. So that's that's where we're at. Okay. Third place – I'll get going this time. Yeah, you start. Uh, third place, I'll go with Dan Campbell. Okay. Um, I thought Dan Campbell was not um, the star outright of this episode, but once again, I just think that in addition to having some great lines, do we have another Campbell line we could share here? Because I had fucking three what the fucks and two bullshits in the first drive alone. Like, I don't know what he was doing. I love bullshit, that. man. <laughs> in addition mm. to that, uh, like we said at the top of the episode, I just the the passion he has for the job, for the sport, for these men that are his players, and you see it on his face and the struggle, uh, how emotional he is, knowing that he needs to do a job that is very clearly the worst aspect of the gig to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that you could tell, um, even though we haven't had that, and it's iconic within the realm of the these type of shows like the hard knocks camera shot in the office with Brad Holmes or Dan Campbell and the player that's getting let go. We'll probably see some of those next week. You know, Dan Campbell's a guy that's going to have a much softer touch uh, than let's say John Gruden a couple of years ago uh, or another yeah. coach that doesn't have that same level of empathy uh, for his players. So uh, not the Campbell like quote machine, but again, a guy it's so easy to root for. Uh, Dan Campbell's my third place vote. I would disagree about him not being in the quote machine because that quote that we just played right. almost put him into my third place standings ah. alone because I loved it so much. I would love to hear him break down more film like that. <laughs> it really was something that I could relate to. So I did love that. But I went with someone who I don't believe I've given a vote to yet. So my third place MVP was actually defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn because his his impassioned speech mm-hmm. to the defense about being so terrible was so good. Here's what I want us to understand about practice yesterday. But we cannot let our offense go out there and complete 16 of 18 passes. That is fucking bullshit. 
That is f***ing bullshit for that to happen. I don't give a damn what nobody else thinks of how you used to practice, but we're not going to practice like that. And if you're not with that, I, you get the f*** out. I'm just telling you. Because we're not practicing like that. And honestly, listening to that, I am worried about the defense a lot. <laughs> because he was talking about how the defense made the offense look so good. And is this offense really that good? That's a, a big question. So Aaron Glenn, he gets my vote here for third place. I have Aaron Glenn as well. You do? My second place vote. Love it. Yeah, I think that's a long time coming. I had not had a vote for Glenn yet either. Um, but at the same time, I've just had a, I've respected the way he's gone about his business. Mm-hmm. And you could play, you could tell the players respect Aaron Glenn. And he, I think he's a guy that has a, a, the potential to be a, a head coach in this league. I think this is a very big year for him. But he does have, like you're saying, a big challenge ahead of him to get this defense in a place where they could hang with the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. at Lambeau Field. You know, they they I think they're, it's an uphill climb. Uh, but at the same time, his steady hand and his experience in the league and his ability to communicate, I like the guy. And not just because he was a Jet, because you could just tell he is – a real dude. It's exactly. Oh my God, you took yeah. the words right out of my mouth. I love how real he is, and I feel like in past episodes, where he he and Deuce are jawing at each other during practices or in it's the more facility. Deuce jawing at him and Glenn being like, right. "Get out of here, man!" But he's oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's kind of like shooing him away, right. almost like a gnat. But I think that Deuce has really like chewed up a lot of that scenery and stolen the spotlight from him a few times. And this is almost for me a little bit of a makeup call too from past. Okay. You know, Josh Adams got a lot of pop from me last week. A so. lot, including you tagging the wrong Josh Adams on Instagram. <laughs> Guys, I'm so good at social. I don't know if you know this, but how did that go? Um, well, I thought I was really nailing it. That post really felt good about it. I was like, Colleen is doing Instagram and here we go. Um, so I tagged the wrong Josh Adams. Which Josh Adams was it? As it turns out, it was a Josh Adams that played in the league and played for not only the Philadelphia Eagles, but the New York Jets. So in a way, it kind of felt like the universe made me do it. And he definitely messaged me and was like, yeah, wrong person. Uh, (laughs) So close. Yeah, so that was cool. That was really great. Um, I kept it up there though, so I wasn't I wasn't taking it down. It was it, the the post was the post, so that's what you get with me. Um, right. Okay, so my second place MVP was Blau. He was a warrior. Oh, an that's good. Machine. I like that. In this episode, he knew the quote that Jared Goff was great referencing. Call. Just that alone, that he just he did that Wesism sneaking into the combo, and, and it just was like very bombs there, Shakespearean yeah. of him too. Like it, it, the way that he said the quote, you could just see that. May, I don't know. I yeah, just, just I showed, loved it. Again, you forget even a David Blau. Um, you say, oh, he's kind of like a guy hanging on. He's a backup quarterback. This guy's an elite athlete. Yeah, he's one of the best football players like in the world. Like mm-hmm. I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Um, and then he's dropping that quote, and she's like, oh, this man has layers. He's an onion. Respect that. Blau is an onion, and he was in that game until the very end and wanted to be in that game until the very end. And for that, like, second place for me, absolutely. Got his ass kicked yeah. in, in a preseason game. That didn't uh, matter. Got that his they knee rolled win. up on, got a, a late hit where he got just crushed, and he got up every time. Um, you and know, threw that, that perfect ball that should have been a touchdown. Yeah. But – 
But it it looks like it'll work out for Blau because I think the things that the qualities that we're um, expressing here are also the Lions see it. So Blau has another year in the league, it looks like, unless Mm -hmm. something crazy happens in the next couple of weeks. My first place, I think we're going to have the same first place this week. And Vector voting, that's huge for this individual. Oh, boy. Malcolm Rodriguez. Nope. Oh, I got got Rodrigo as my first place. I really like this guy. I like (laughs) I just like I like the cut of his jib and he's not your average um, sixth round pick hard knocks uh, underdog story where Mm -hmm. it's like you're biting your nails. Is he going to make the team? Rodrigo's making the team. In fact, Rodrigo might be starting at I linebacker so. for the Lions. They just cut Jared Davis, a former first-round pick of the team, who had went and then come back, and the idea was that he was going to come back and start. They cut him loose, and people are speculating it's because Rodrigo might actually start for the Lions. So it's a very rare thing as someone who's covered every season of the show since the dawn of time, it feels like, for a guy to be this story that you follow from the beginning of camp and then we could turn on week one against the Eagles, and he might be in the starting lineup. Yeah. It's a great story. His family, you could tell his family's like a really close, nice, relatable group of people. And also, he, he loves him some um, 80s and 70s rock. And when he was trying, when he was playing in practice, and he asked some teammates about uh, who is this artist playing, <laughs> this it was one of my favorite like uh, laugh lines of the show. Who sings this? What band? Uh, ABCDA. <laughs> you gotta get that. That man said ABCD. What is it? ABAB? What is it? ACDC. Football season went too long. That's an overlap. I ain't gonna say it on camera. That's his Liam Schreiber. That's ABCD. If you say it really fast, it kind of sounds like ACDC. I don't know. I don't know who the the poor guy was who was butchering it, but he was. Then he tried to be like, "Oh, what is it? ABAB." Oh <laughs> no! Anyway, yeah. Rodrigo gets my first place vote. I, I like the kid. I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, assuming he does have a role on this defense, and um, I like his family. So uh, there it is. Okay, the scene with his family going to Pittsburgh in the hotel to watch him play this game. It was absolutely adorable. I love the whole thing. And when Rodrigo was talking about playing in the game, his entire face lit up when he said, you know, I I, I get to play Najee Harris. Like, yeah, bro. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna play a lot of dudes like this. This is this is probably gonna be your life, which is so amazing. And I also even liked his logo. He had like a his mom was wearing a shirt that said, I don't know if it said Rodrigo or Rodriguez. Yeah. But had the mustache. I think it was, it was Rodrigo great... with the mustache. Yes. So they know how to market themselves well. And he just has such a nice open face, if that makes sense. Like inviting. A sweet boy. Yes. And uh, yet he couldn't even place on your metal stand. No, he didn't. Because my guy, who you should be able to guess this, Dan. Hmm. I have such a strong connection at this point to this guy. And maybe it's because... I think he's from Abington, Pennsylvania, but I could be wrong there. He is from nearby, outside of Philadelphia. We've already talked about him a bunch. Oh, you're from Philadelphia, episode. Colleen? <laughs> I, I don't think I've <sighs> ever mentioned that before. Uh, it's Craig Reynolds. We got to like really Good get one. to know his dad, Respect too. Yep. He talked about his journey to Kutztown and how he was taking job interviews with insurance brokers and undrafted, cut multiple times, his journey and the fact that he has 
all of these things with his family going on, mm-hmm. his brother who he's so close with, he can't even hang out with, his brother can't come to these games because he's in prison. And, you know, he's faced so much adversity with all, like just having to have the patience that he has and the confidence in himself. Those are two very difficult things. If that was me, I would probably have given up at this point and been like, I mean, you know what, mm, I don't know if this is for me. Four seasons, four NFL teams, the rejection alone, you would think, you know, as a pro athlete, as I, I could speak as one because I'm pretty good at cornhole, mm-hmm. um, like the, the, the rejection could lead to doubting yourself. And yeah. once you do that, it's kind of over. Right. I mean, you need to play with confidence uh, to excel in sports. And I think that he clearly is – made of the real stuff. I like Craig. Yeah, Dan, would we be sick to our stomachs if we lost Craig? Yes, Dan Campbell, we would be sick. We would be with the offensive line going after Dan Campbell and losing that door, Mm -hmm. then losing the battle. Right. Punching through the wall, but then we would get punched (laughs) right back. (laughs) All right. Now we have given you our votes, MVP Mm -hmm. votes. We're going to take off the headsets and Graver, are you ready to share with the audience? Where we're at standings-wise. Yes, I have done math. Okay. Good. Simple addition. All right. Well, that was not always an easy thing for some other people. Yeah. Not, um, not, not for me either. Say, not naming names. All right. Here we go. <laughs> headsets are off. All right. Taking off the headset. All right. Testing. Can you hear me? Don't think so. Okay. Here we go. The current standings for episode MVP based on the vector voting system. I'm going to go top to bottom. Dan Campbell comes in first right now with 65 points. Behind him, Deuce Staley, 30 points. So pretty big gap there. I don't think Deuce can. Actually, I think Dan Campbell's just going to win this, but they don't need to know that yet. Um, Malcolm Rodriguez, third place with 28 points. Then we got Josh Adams, the comedian, at 21 points. John Brown, former Mr. Universe, Amon Ross St. Brown. Justin, are you doing your Titans podcast right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going through the roster cuts. Uh, John Brown, 18 points. Jamal Williams, 16 points. Tied with Aaron Glenn, also 16 points. Next, Craig Reynolds and Aiden Hutchinson. I think we just wanted you to give, like, who is in the running, not a complete voting breakdown. I gave the whole breakdown. Oh, you did. Can we put our headsets back on? Yeah, well, I didn't get to the bottom, but that's okay. All right, that's fine. (laughs) I think people will survive. Thank you, Justin. You're a very thorough producer. (laughs) That he is. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, Is it close, the top of the standings? Don't tell us. We don't want to know. Yeah. I can't wait to see where Josh Adams <laughs> nets out. <laughs> you gave him a first place vote last week, right? Sure did. I deserved a, it. I threw him a third place vote because it's like he deserved mm-hmm. it. And then you came off the top turnbuckle. Yep. I was like, uh-oh, that could cause some issues with the vector voting system. I like chaos. <laughs> Here we are. You're the Joker sticking his head out the police cruiser. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, um, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, wait, I have a couple other, like, quick little right. observations. Sign us, sign us off with a couple bangers. Okay, so I would have liked some more description on the Gatorade that Deuce Daly had before mm. that third preseason game. He asked if there was any water added. Yeah, it makes me think that it was very tart. Yes. Too much Gatorade powder, not enough water from the hose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what they call it. Do um, they use a, at the pros? Do they just hose, like uh, in high school football, just use a hose to fill up the cooler? Or are they using I'm not sure they water? do that in high school either anymore. <laughs> um, the I'm music. 76 years old. So. <laughs> the music was really good in this episode. There was Motown. There was a German Coldplay type yeah, that was, artist yeah, that, that was almost emotional. made me cry at the end emotional. of the show. And a lot of piano. Loved that. Also, food truck day. 
I was very intrigued by that. I miss Food Truck Day. We used to have them a lot yeah. in our old office. And then when we moved here to Hollywood Park next to the stadium, big upgrade in the facility. But we lost the food truck days, which I, I struggle with emotionally. I love a food truck. It reminded me of when I was in Philly. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Have you, are you Damn from it. Philly? I did it again. I didn't even mean to do that. But By the way, hold on. The this, Eagle, is a, this is a good story, though. Can I just though, make I a statement? If next year, if the Eagles are the Hard Knocks team, I'm not doing the show. Can we cut Kyrie. one of the Eagles Philly <laughs> references out, no. please? People need to know what we go through every day <laughs> with Colleen. I hate that it is my personality. Like, it is just my full personality. It's like, what's Colleen like? Nice. Like, you know the real Colleen. Uh, like she's, she's from, from Philadelphia. Philly. <laughs> That's what. But my my closet is mostly Philadelphia merch. Anyway, so Wentz, Carson Wentz, when he was with the Eagles, had his own food truck and he sent it over to the practice facility after one of the practices. And it was a free like lunch. He worked in the truck? He just sent it over. So like all the beat writers and all the reporters could have oh, a free lunch the truck. on it him. It wasn't like his He didn't company. pull up in it because he was on the practice But it field. wasn't his product either. He literally just said... I'm going to get this food truck and send it over. No, it was his. Like, this was oh. his company, his whole situation. He took situation. command of that, of that food truck. He did. Yeah. That's right. So it was a free lunch for everyone. It was a really nice day. he ran his day. ass out of town. And one of the beat writers actually had the audacity to complain about the options. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was free lunch. So That's Philly. I love a food truck. Good Philly uh, anecdote. Anything Get me else? Out of here. That's <laughs> it. We gotta go. All right. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, listeners in the UK, Australia. It's it will land later in the week. Uh, so make sure you look out for that uh, wherever you get your Hard Knocks content. And yes, we'll be back for one more episode next Tuesday. The finale. I believe Detroit Pizza is on the menu. Oh, I forgot. Yes, and of course we will learn who the Hard Knocks MVP is uh, at the end of next Tuesday's episode. Thank you to everybody for listening. Until then. Give me a screen. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Even better. <laughs> Till next week. Ah, yes! <laughs> Later! <laughs>you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late for the important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.